Welcome to today's broadcast of Sun, Salt, and Light. Sun, Salt, and Light, S-O-N, knowing and growing in your daily relationship with Jesus Christ, but also being the salt and the light in your marriage, in your family, at your place of work, at your church, and even in the community you're in. I'm Pastor Michael Petit. This is a radio ministry of our church, Calvary Chapel Divine, here in Divine, Texas. We are so glad that you joined us for today's broadcast. We are a Calvary Chapel, so we simply teach the Bible verse by verse, chapter by chapter. We believe that God uses His Word to transform, restore, and to change lives one verse at a time. If you're visiting our area, you'd like to get information about our church or church service times, maybe even track down some of the other teachings that we have available through podcasts, whether it's through Audible or Spotify or Apple Podcasts, you can do all of that at our church website at calvarydivine.org. That's calvarydivine.org. Today in our study, we'll be in a book uh, that we went over during the summer series by Calvary Chapel Old Bridge Pastor, Pastor Lloyd Pulley. The name of the book is Under His Influence, Yielding to the Work of the Holy Spirit. This is the first half of a two-part study as we look at the introduction of who the Holy Spirit is. Here's the second half of this two-part study. Okay, so it's a big thing to understand. It's like, because the, it, there's scripture that says he speaks, which means one, it's a he, and two, that he speaks. Uh, and he has attributes that actually goes into all of that. And so if you, if you have questions about that, but the one thing I did is I wanted to make sure that was available to you because it's not just the graft. The scriptures are there to support it in the Bible. So I'm not just making this stuff up. And that's, that's the main thing that's very important is as we dive into God's Word, it's like to make sure, look, y'all got to check me too. You know, that's what the Bereans did. Uh, when Paul came to town, they were like, well, we want to make sure everything that guy is saying is right. And all. It's, at the end of the day, that's the whole purpose of it. But as we, we dive in and learn more about the Holy Spirit, one of the things um, that, that hit me, I was thinking about, the best way as as we think about it in our finite minds uh the holy spirit because it's god the father god the son god the spirit and the way that we look at it is is you can look at it as as water you know h2o water is in a in a form of of water ice and steam so the trinity and that's a way that we try to put it together another way that people describe it especially when they're trying to explain it to kids is an egg you have the egg itself and then the white stuff and the yolk. And so God the Father, God the Son, God the Spirit. Now, those are our finite ways of us trying to make sense of it. We have to remember that, that his, his ways are higher than ours, our ways. And, and uh, that's the way that we can comprehend the Trinity. We can comprehend the Holy Spirit. And so um, the, the biggest thing is, is, is understanding like when... In the book of Acts, when the uh, disciples received the Holy Spirit, um, they had scattered. When Jesus was uh, taken into custody and then was put on trial, the, the disciples scattered. They were gone. They disappeared. <laughs> they were like, I'm out. I'm not getting killed. And, uh, and so they weren't there. And, but Jesus had told them to wait until the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And as he was crucified and was resurrected, Jesus uh, appeared uh, to them and uh, told them that the Holy Spirit would be 
we didn't dwell in them. And so if we look at the disciples afterwards, if you think about it, you look at Peter's life. Peter was a, a, a fisherman, but Peter has actually uh, denied Christ three times after he was taken. Um, and and, and it, it changed him into a courageous man. He goes on to speak and does the first sermon after, after Jesus ascends to heaven, and uh, 3,000 people were saved uh, that day. Uh, you have Paul, who actually used to kill Christians. for That was his job. And then he had a conversion. Uh, uh, Jesus came. And, and this is one of the things I always tell people. Like, if you, if, if you ever talk to somebody and you go, I, I don't know if I can believe Jesus is real or not. You can ask God to show up and say, Lord, show up in their life so that they would be so real that they couldn't deny it. And it'll happen. And the reason why I say that is Matt had that happen. They had a young girl. They were in a, um, a teen crisis center. And Ryan Reese and um, Christina and all of them from the Whosoever's, Matt went on tour, my son. And there was a girl that kind of stayed in the back. She was actually coming off of um, whatever she had been taking the first day, which is a very hard, hard thing. And, um, and so they spent time with her, prayed with her, talked with her. And she was just like, I don't know if I can believe in this. And I've been there, so I understand that. Um, and so Ryan Reese said, I'm going to pray that God shows up in a way that's so real that you won't be able to, to deny him. And then the next day they went there and they started the baptizing the girls uh, in the river. It was Matt and Christina and, and Ryan Reese and Lucas uh, from the Whosoever's. And they, they were like, who wants to be baptized? And they were like, you got a pond? And they were like, yeah. And for some reason, Ryan thought there was ga alligators in Austin. They're, they're not in Austin. So, But he, he prompting from the Holy Spirit, went ahead and stepped out and did it. And that little girl decided, she was like, what you said during the baptism, like, it was, it was at a point that it was something that God had, I had said, well, if you, this is going to happen, then I, I need to hear this from you. And he, it was exactly what she needed to hear. And she gave her life to Christ that day, and she was baptized. You know, it's like we, we, we think about Paul's conversion, and Paul's conversions was Paul was killing Christians. That's what he did for a living. He worked for the, uh, uh, for the religious at the time, and, and uh, he was trying to stamp out or stomp out uh, the Christ followers. And um, there's always been persecution, and there will always be persecution of the church. Um, but it says, you know, very, very bluntly that the gates of hell will not prevail. And, and so, you know, even this little church, you know, as we stepped out in faith, we, we came from another church in San Antonio. It was the prompting of the Holy Spirit. It was like, you need to go and plant a church. And I was like, that's just not what I want to do. <laughs> so, but I had to keep, you know, I kept getting nudged. And the same thing with Paul. Paul, Paul who is formerly Saul, uh, goes on to, to write a great portion of the Bible. Um, and, and he had some of the best training. So he knew all of the theology at the time. And God knows exactly who he's picking. And none of us are special. Like he takes the 
the dumb things of the world and, and using them to confound the wise. I'm, I'm the prime example of that. I graduated from Alabama. Not the school Alabama, high school Alabama, which is really bad. And and so, you know, for me, it's like I, I there's no way I could do what I do without the Holy Spirit. You know, at, at the end of the day, it's this is what God does. It, it, uh, there's you see these changes even with Stephen. Stephen was just somebody who was helping clear out tables. And they were like, we need deacons. And Stephen's like, they, they pick him out to go help. And Stephen starts sharing the gospel with people. Well, they get upset with Stephen because people are coming to faith. And so what do they do? Stephen becomes the first martyr. He's killed. And he says the same thing that Jesus said, you know, forgive them, Lord, for they know not what they do. And, and you see this, somebody who's wiping and cleaning tables that goes on to preach the word of God and becomes the first martyr of the church. And, and same, same with Peter. Peter goes on to become uh, someone who, who gives one of the most powerful sermons at the very beginning of the early church. And he hits them right with the word, right at the heart. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for forgiveness of your sins. And you'll receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Repent. Now, do we all need to know that we're sinners? Or we need to have that laid out to us. We know that we're... I mean, think about it. I know by the time I was six, seven years old, I was lying. I was... I done stole stuff. I was all in all kinds of mess. You know? And so, um, at the end of the day, one of the things that I know early on is like, man, I, I always thought I, I came from a, a Catholic background. Now, Catholic background meaning I only went to church with mom and dad for Easter or Christmas, depending on which one they wanted to go to. And because my family were alcoholics, they both had parties on Christmas Eve, and they would be drunk at the exchange of kids. So, you know, as divorced family goes, we would be at Catholic Church if everybody's drunk. You know, I'm, I'm from a beach town. That's all they do. If you live around the beach, that's what they do. And, and so, um, you know, I, I at the end of the day, it's like I... I could see sin around me, not just from my father, but in my own life. And, and so one of the things that, that the Holy Spirit does is it leads us. But it is, remember, he's a gentleman. He's not going to force. God will never force himself on you. The Holy Spirit ushers you into understanding that, hey, I need forgiveness of my sins. And the only person that could do that is Jesus Christ. That's why he, see, I didn't even know why he died on the cross. I remember sitting in church and going, why is he still up on the cross? <laughs> I was in the Catholic church, he's still on the cross. And I never understood it. And when I asked that question in catechism, I got stuck in the corner. And because they thought I was being smart, but I was being serious. And I always thought my good would outweigh my bad. And that's what was going to get me into heaven. But what happens is at some point you do so much bad, you'll never catch up. And none of that matters because all it says here, what Peter just gave that message, was just repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for forgiveness of your sins. And you'll receive the, the, the gift, the free gift of salvation for everyone. Anyone can have it. That's how Calvary Chapel started. It was the hippies in California. 
It was Pastor Chuck and his wife. And trust me, Chuck was like, I don't know. It was Kay. Kay Smith who was like, we need to minister to them. They need Jesus. And Chuck was like, okay. And the Holy Spirit prompted him to, we need to start ministering to, to these kids. And that's where the Jesus movement happened in, in California. And all those guys, like Mike McIntosh and David Rosales. David Rosales walked into the church high, smoking weed right before church. And he was going to get into it with the pastor. And he said, man, he goes, I don't know what happened. He goes, that pastor started speaking. And next thing you know, I gave my life to the Lord. Now he's been a pastor for some 40 years. He's a hippie. A lot of them. But that was the prompting of the Holy Spirit. That's what God does. And, and I, there's a story that Chuck would tell of them. The religious, the legalist in the church, the old guys, they had brand new carpet. And the hippies didn't wear shoes. And the carpet was getting all messed up. And they were like, well, we can't let them in church. See, that's what, that's what religion does. And so Chuck told him, you know what? Then we need to rip the carpet out of the church. We can't keep people from coming to church. We, we need to be welcoming people with open arms and understanding like it's, it's, the, it's what God does. It's the Holy Spirit that moves in someone's life. We see these simple fishermen that have gone on to write portions of the Bible that have no education. And yet, you read the theology that Peter writes. That's through the Holy Spirit. That's what God does. It's God's work. And so the, the, the word of, uh, we talked about, and I'm, 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 I may go over some of this. If I, if I seem like I'm doing that, I'm going to rush through it because I know we went through some of this last week. But John fourteen seventeen says this. Jesus speaks about the intimate nature of the relationship that the Holy Spirit Spirit desires to have with us he tells the disciples the world cannot receive the holy spirit but you know him and that word know so when you receive the holy spirit you know in context and and there's a list of things so it's not just head knowledge okay that's where a lot of people struggle as they get smart on theology but there's no heart change there should be a change like you should go man that person's not the same like, if you ask my kids, they should go, man, my dad's not what he used to be. There should be a change. That's what happened with them in the early church. And so the Holy Spirit dwells in us. It dwells with you. And it says, I believe that every one of us has the first experience with the Holy Spirit. The Bible says the Holy Spirit is the one convicting the world of sin. He's the one who actually draws us to Christ. And convinces us that we need to trust in the Lord. That's the prompting that happens. And it's through that intimate relationship of that indwelling of the Holy Spirit. It, it, it's understanding. It's the same thing that Nicodemus, we talked about this last week, that Nicodemus was like having this conversation. Here you have one of the top theologians that come into the church and he says, I need to meet with Jesus because I believe what's happening with Jesus is from God. And I need to talk to him. 
but he wasn't willing to risk his title, his his power, and his prestige yet, so he came to see Jesus at nighttime. And and he asked Jesus that question, but you know, Jesus refers back to him in John chapter three, verses five through eight. And Jesus similarly told Nicodemus, Most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. See, we have to be born again. We have to, we have to repent. That's the, the first thing Jesus said at the beginning of his ministry. Repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. We have to repent. We have to, we have to actually say, you know what, I'm a sinner and I need to be saved. And that's a, that's a hard thing to do. That's a hard place to be at. But man, when you actually get to that place and you go, you know what, I can't save myself. I don't know where I'm going. Who wants to take a risk on eternity? I think I'm going to get in. Maybe they'll just let me in. That's not how it works. You have to repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. You have to repent. That's what Peter said. You've got to repent. You have to actually repent of your sins. And I love what it says. When they finally are filled with the Holy Spirit in Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 4, it says, When the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place. And suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting, and dividing tongues as of fire appeared to them, and rested on them, each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they began to speak in other tongues as spirits gave them utterance. Now, so what, what happens here is as they start speaking in tongues, they're actually speaking in languages because it's Pentecost. So you have all these different people from across the world at Pentecost, and their language is being spoken by the fishermen, by the zealot, by the tax collector because the Holy Spirit's empowered them. And, and so that, that, I love that. It suddenly fills the house. It fills the house and it, it comes to rest on each person. And so for us, it's a reminder to us that, that, that it's, it's the power of the Holy Spirit that does these things. It's not us. We, we, we have to rely on it, meaning that we have to seek the will of God. How do we hear from God? Through His Word. Everybody wants to hear from God. That's how you hear. You read the Bible. It says that the, the Bible was God-breathed. God-breathed. And... and it's a reminder to us as that's how we hear. It's a, I've shared that with you all many times. There's a person in a cartoon going, I want to hear from God. And there's a hand, hand coming from the cloud with the Bible saying here. That's how you hear. The another way you hear from God is through prayer. Through prayer. Another way you hear from God, we talked about it this weekend, is sometimes a messenger of God will come to you how? Somebody will, will talk with you. God will send that person. And they'll have something that 
and has to be shared with you. You ever had somebody just said, man, I just needed to call and check on you? I've had that happen many times. I just need to, hey man, I just I just needed to pray with you today. And my friend Louie used to do that all the time. Mike, I'm just checking, see how you're doing. Holy Spirit, and I was just like, that was the thing that God had gave him to do, and he, he abided in it. So the Holy Spirit dwells in us, and as, as we give our life to Christ, what happens is we're sealed with the Holy Spirit. So how do you know that you're going you're gonna to go to heaven? Well, when you give your life to Jesus Christ, you repent of your sins, you ask Christ into your heart, and this is where it gets weird for some people, but it's, it's the indwelling of the Spirit. It tells us that in Scripture that God's Spirit will indwell in you. It's okay to eat. If anybody wants to get up to get something, it's casual. It's all right. You're not in trouble. This is not that. So if anybody wants a snack, it's okay. I'm okay with that. It's not going to bother me. I can see Sarah just gently going over there like trying. It's all right. It's, this is my relaxed atmosphere tonight. It's okay. Um, but one of the things that, I, that we do need to understand is like it's, it's the Holy Spirit that dwells inside of you. So when, when you give your life to Christ, you're sealed with the Holy Spirit. And so how, did, how does God know that you're His through the sealing of the Holy Spirit? So when, 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 when God calls you to, go, to come home, not unless the rapture happens, when God calls you to come home, God knows that you're His because you've been sealed with the Spirit. He doesn't see you. He sees His Son. Because His Son died on the cross, and so you're not, your sins are forgiven. So when you repent, your sins are forgiven, your past, your present, and your future sins. Because guess what? You're not going to stop sinning. You're still, what, what happens is you start understanding the cost of the sin, and you start sinning less. Okay? There, there is not a walk of perfection. It's not going to happen. I sin too. So I don't want you to think that old Mike's got it all figured out. My legs are made of clay. And Teresa back there will tell you that. There are times when I don't respond the way I should. Today, I was, I, by the grace of God, I had, a, I had a, a, my, my granddaughter who decided to use my neck as a jungle gym jumping back and forth. And I was like, man, I know I'm going to feel it later. But she was, she was wanting to wrestle. I was like, no, not today. And I'll bet by the grace of God, I didn't respond the way I was like, man. But she, she was having fun. They, it just, it is what it is. I, I know the old me would have said something and would have been ugly. And it's like, it, it's just that change. That's, that's what happens is like the way that we used to respond is not the same. It's like the more that, and understand this, it's like a relationship. Um, your relationship with God is it's 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 no different than a relationship. That's why he uses the covenant of a marriage to try to show what it what it is here on earth. And and a lot of us come from broken marriages, uh, divorced, you know, as kids and stuff. So our, our picture of marriage is skewed. But for God, it's it's when he when Christ has the church, that picture of of marriage and that covenant that's there is is. It's a reminder to us just how much, because Christ loved the church so much that he died for it. And, and so for us, it's a reminder to us that it's the, the Holy Spirit that, that transforms our life because it's the Spirit of God that does that. We don't do it on our own. 
A relationship is only as good as the time you spend in it, right? So if I don't see my wife for three, four months, our relationship is not going to be the same. I can remember times of being in the military and being separated for long periods of time, and my kids wouldn't even remember me. As, as, as they were one or two years old, they wouldn't, they'd be scared of me because they didn't know who I was. And so that relationship, you could see the effect of it. But for us, our relationship with God is like he wants that time with you. He wants to like he wants you to open up his word. That's why you can read bits of the Bible and it's the Holy Spirit that goes, man, this is what you need today. This is the word you need today. This is what's going on. This is where you're at. This is what's hitting you right here in the heart. And you're going, man, you know what? I, I kind of got upset yesterday and I, I think I may have hurt somebody's feelings. And I need to ask for forgiveness from God. Well, that concludes today's broadcast of Sun, Salt, and Light Radio. We hope that you enjoyed it. If you'd like to submit a prayer request or get in contact with us or find out service times, you can do all of that at our website, uh, as well as get uh, our podcast at Spotify, Audible, TuneIn Radio. Pretty much wherever you can find a podcast, uh, you you can just type in Sun, Salt, and Light and you'll find it. Uh, We hope that you enjoy today's broadcast. If you'd like to give to this ministry, uh, what I would always suggest is give to this radio station it's because of this radio station that we have great expository teachers uh, for you and i would say um, make that donation to them i hope that you have a wonderful wonderful day god bless you remember you can find us at calvarydivine.org calvarydivine.org god bless you